If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hi, this is Greg. Look for my book, The Agile Brand, on Amazon or on my website at theagile.world. Welcome back to the Agile World Podcast. This is Greg Kilstrom. Over the last few episodes, I've talked about uh, the Agile Brand Manifesto and how I outlined several values that Agile brands have and, and should have if they want to remain successful. I thought today I'd give an example of uh, a company that I believe really exemplifies some of the Agile principles and, and Agile values. And it's not even solely through branding and marketing, but really just embracing an Agile approach to business. The company's Netflix. And so over the, over the last uh, several decades, so really since 1997 when the company was started, they've gone through a number of different iterations. So starting in, in 1997, uh, Reed Hastings, um, the, there's, I, I'm not sure if it's an urban myth or if it's the exact truth, but the, uh, the legend goes, let's say, um, he was fed up with getting, uh, you know, something like a $40 late fee from Blockbuster and just kind of said, you know, there must be a better way than, than these video rental late fees. And, you know, while today... Um, that's that's an easy thing to kind of understand and, and appreciate. I think for those of us, uh, myself included, that kind of grew up in the era of you know VHS and video rentals and and all of those kinds of things, it's sometimes hard to remember just how big Blockbuster was. Uh, they were they were a very big part of a very big industry, a thriving industry of video rentals. And so here is this guy. Um, who says, okay, I'm, I'm sick of paying late fees for, for returning things that I paid for already, and I want to do something different. So he basically takes on a huge industry. He starts a mail-order company, mail-order you know, DVD company, basically video rental, follows similar ideas to, to Blockbuster, but, uh, but uses, uses mail and, and shipping instead of uh, instead of in-store. So, you know, cuts down a lot of things in that way. It cuts down some overhead. Um, it allows people to keep things as long as they want. So really gets around that whole idea of late fees. All along the way, uh, they also really uh, refined and, and built a recommendation engine, and they continue to do so. But their recommendation engine uh, really helped drive the growth of Netflix. And so, you know, by feeding more information into it, you got better and better recommendations. Their second iteration was when they decided to adopt video streaming. So this really came at a time when 
the internet was not quite ready for large scale video streaming. They were they were early adopters of this. Certainly, you know, YouTube and and other things had had existed, but um, you know, large scale streaming of feature length films um, was was somewhat of a novel concept. And so, you know, they really they made the decision to double down and really invest in this. So I think that's something that, again, they, they took a bit of a risk. I mean, if, if bandwidth, if Internet speeds couldn't keep up, they would they would have failed in that in that regard. They kept their mail order business. Um, so, you know, they in a way they were they were hedging some of their bets. But but they they really made a huge investment in this in this newer technology and in, in the streaming technology. The next stage of their evolution um, is actually a lesson in being agile and and kind of what happens when you make a uh, make a bad decision. Uh, they had these two business lines, as I, as I mentioned earlier. They had mail order business, which is really how the company started. Um, they had the streaming service. So um, they decided, uh, I'm sure some number cruncher in their organization made a, a calculation that, well, you know, if we split our business between two things. So if we split mail order and we split streaming, then I bet we can make more money. You know, classic decision of, you know, based based on accounting measures, nothing against uh, my accountant friends, but, um, you know, ba- based on accounting versus based on customer experience, based on customers in general. So they made this plan. So there was going to be Netflix and then there was going to be another service called Quickster. So Quickster, you know, they created a logo, they created a brand, all of this stuff. They had this launch campaign all ready to go. Um, it was uh, about, you know, early fall 2011 when, um, when they were getting ready to launch this, this Quickster brand in addition to Netflix. So, um, you know, we're, we're about, you know, five, six, seven years into the whole idea of social media and consumers being able to show outrage on, online very easily and very publicly. There is a lot of backlash to people who are very loyal Netflix customers, very loyal subscribers. They like their DV- DVDs. They like their streaming. Um, but they don't want to have two separate subscriptions. They just want Netflix. They like it. They like the recommendations. They like the variety, so on and so forth. Um, but they really don't want to have to have to subscribe to both Quickster and Netflix to get what they've been getting under one roof. There was so much backlash. It was so intense that um, Netflix took that, um, you know, to, to what I've said in earlier episodes. They actually listened to their customers, uh, amazingly enough. This company, which at this point, very large company, uh, large companies are often slow to move. That once they make a decision, they kind of just double down and, and move forward with it. But in this case, in the fall of 2011, Netflix actually made the decision to get rid of this Quickster brand to just say, you know what, never mind. Uh, we're gonna. We spent all this money on a launch. We spent all this money on branding and logos and marketing and so on and so forth. And you know what? We the public have spoken, and we're gonna we're just gonna get rid of it. We're gonna keep Netflix as as both. So I mean, I think that's that's an amazing example of a brand actually listening, actually making a nimble and agile decision. And you know, any of us who have been involved in you know national, let alone international rollouts of of marketing campaigns for brand new brands, um, can appreciate 
the amount of planning, the amount of effort that went into, the amount of people, hours, all of those types of things that go into um, not only making a decision like that, but then um, reversing a decision like that. It's, it's, it's quite amazing. The next iteration of Netflix and, and most recent um, iteration is disrupting things yet again. Um, you know, they originally disrupted Blockbuster and, you know, now I, I don't even think there is a, a – there might be one remaining Blockbuster somewhere in the world. But um, they're really – you know, the, the, I, that whole idea other than Redbox who has maintained some, some relevance over the years, that idea of video rentals really has gone away. But um, – Netflix's next iteration is really in doubling down on original programming and taking on not only the HBOs of the world, but really traditional television, broadcast television. So, you know, what if they just said, you know, it was enough to disrupt the disrupt Blockbuster, you know, back in the day? What if they um, what if they said it was just enough to start streaming um, all of a sudden, they'd be, you know, they'd be on set by the Hulus and and the HBOs of the world, and not be able to compete in in a world of original programming. Instead, they decide they decided to start investing billions and billions of dollars and continue to do so in original programming. And you know, while the numbers are a little bit hard to get, uh, Netflix is not exactly willing to give up all of their viewership numbers or anything like that it's clear that they are continuing to be successful and continuing to thrive. A lot of this has to do with the fact that they are just not afraid to keep changing and keep modifying their business as things go. The other important thing to know is that their value, their true value to customers has always been to make it easier for people to get entertainment. That has never changed. There's nothing about that that has changed, but the medium that they do it, the way they do it, the mechanisms that they've provided to people to do it, that has changed. Their audience has changed. All of those things that I went through earlier when I talked about this duality of the things that do change and the things that don't, they've really embraced that and adopted those things and continue to remain relevant. I think the challenge for Netflix will be, will they continue to do this? You know, will they get complacent or will they continue to adopt this idea of, um, you know, embracing continual change and, and really keeping tabs on their customers? In the next episode, I'm going to talk through some key principles of agile branding. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please rate the show on iTunes or contact me through my website at theagile.world. You can find my books, The Agile Brand and The Agile Web on Amazon and on my website at theagile.world. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.